0: Welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. Just remain standing a few more moments. Take your Bibles. Turn to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. So good to see you here today at Starkville Church of God excited to be here. Thank you for being here. Good to see some faces that I haven't seen all summer long. Glad that y'all are back in town. Glad to see faces that have been here all summer long. Glad you've stayed in town. Thankful for what God is doing. As you turn there to Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9, this Sunday, I always try to pray and and seek the Lord for every time I stand behind this sacred desk because I believe it's a a privilege and a responsibility and especially when I find myself at these times places like this Easter New Year's uh, some of these big Sundays back to school Sunday I'm like Lord where do you want me to go the Lord just seemed to draw me into this subject of friends and so This Sunday and next Sunday, I'll be preaching on friends, and um, we'll start this Sunday with four friends that you need, and next Sunday, I'm going to be coming back with the subject of toxic friends, and so I want you to be, how many of you know friends Friends, it's a big deal. Friends are an important part of our lives. And so we're going to talk about that the next two Sundays. So let's start this Sunday, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9. If you got it, would you say amen? Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9, two are better than one because they have good return for their work let's talk about four friends you need would you stretch your hands this way pray for me as i do the same for you father i thank you and i praise you so much for this opportunity to be in your house today father i pray for every person under the sound of my voice god whether here in person or listening by podcast i ask that you'd open every heart mind and spirit that they be receptive to what you want to say to them i pray oh lord that as you taught lord jesus that the word of god is the seed we're the ground and so i pray that the seed would fall onto good ground and produce a hundredfold harvest in jesus name i ask you would help me today help me give me the clarity of thought the clarity of speech that i need oh lord god you know every person god that's here in this place today oh god You know specifically who's in this 11 o'clock service and so lord i want you to lead me exactly how i need to go for this group that's in here today right now at this time lord do your work have your way anything good that's done we'll give you all the glory honor and praise in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen before you're seated turn around and fist bump four or five friends and say i'm glad to see you today at starkville church of god The Living Bible translates Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9 like this. Two can accomplish twice as much as one, for the results can be much better. You were made for relationships. In fact, I want you to look at the person beside you, make sure they're still awake, and tell them, you were made for relationships, come on, y'all can do it. Y'all are away. It's 11 o'clock now. I had to wake nine o'clock up a little bit, but it's already 11 o'clock now. You were made for relationships. In fact, the first thing that God said right after he made man is this. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. One more time, I'm going to say it. You were made for relationships. Now, I know a lot of times that We want to try to take pride in being a self-made man or a self-made woman. That we want to try to act like I can do this on my own and I don't need anybody else. But here we have, right in the creation story, as man is made, God right out the gate says, it is not good for man to be alone. One more time, you were made for relationships, like it or not. No matter how much you think you're a self-made man or how much you think you're a self-made woman, we need each other. God created you and God created me for relationships. And the quality of your life will be in direct proportion to the type of relationships you choose to be built in your life. Now, I'm perfectly aware of the fact that you don't get to choose every relationship. Sometimes where you work, you're going to have supervisors, you're going to have bosses, you're going to have coworkers, uh, wherever in school, you're going to have professors, you're going to have classmates. You're going to have times in your life where you don't get to choose relationships. They just own you. You just have to deal with it. If you don't get to ch- I know there's always that joke, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. You know, you don't get to choose the family that you're born into. But there are relationships that you do get to choose. And you must develop relationships that support God's purpose for your life, or you'll never be able to accomplish God's plan or his purpose for your life. Because there are relationships that you get to choose. You get to choose who you marry. Well, one believes that here. I'm going to say it a little bit louder for those in the back. You get to choose who you marry. God gives us choices. You get to choose who your closest inner circle of friends. You get to make those choices. And it's up to us all to make good choices, to develop relationships that are going to help us accomplish God's purpose and plan for our life. In this introduction, I'm going to give you two people principles of your note taker before we get into the four people. The first principle... uh, people principle that I want to give you is that God works through people like it or not God works through people now I know in the Bible you can find he sent manna from heaven he sent fire from heaven but even in those instances it was where God responded to to a person who prayed or asked or did something, and fire fell from heaven. God used a boy named David to take a sling and a rock and kill a giant. God used a man named Moses to help liberate the Israelites from Egyptian slavery. All throughout the Bible, God chooses to, in His providence and in, in His all-knowingness, He chooses to use people. God very rarely just sends stuff out of the sky with no warning he chooses to use you he chooses to use me he chooses to use relationships with people to do things so in this first people principle that God works through people you need to build all the relationships that you can build relationship and principle people number two people principle number two every relationship has a kingdom purpose and every relationship has a kingdom resource attached to it. Now, I'm not going to take too long here, but I want to cut, cut something off here. First of all, every relationship has a kingdom purpose. God brings people into your life on purpose. There are some people that are meant to be there for a long time. Some people that are meant to be there for a short time. Some people that are meant to show you what to do. Some people that are meant to show you what not to do. <laughs> It's all right. Y'all can't amen a little bit this morning. But every relationship has a kingdom purpose, and every relationship has a kingdom resource attached to it. Now, I know when we hear resource, you're like, Oh, Lord, he's, he's preaching about money, and God's sending people in my life to give me money. Can I just tell you that resource is a lot more than just money? Resources prayer, resources wisdom, resources support, resources. Every relationship has kingdom resource attached to it. God is sending people into your life to resource you. So let's look. There are four relationships, four friends that you must intentionally develop in your life if you're ever going to fulfill God's purpose that he has for you. Number one, are you ready? And I mentioned these if you've were if you been here throughout the summer. Several weeks ago, I flew through this and, and barely scratched the surface. But I'm digging into it a little bit more today number one you need models that inspire you the first friends you need is that you need models that inspire you book of Philippians chapter 3 and verse 17 says this dear brothers pattern your lives after mine and notice who else lives up to my example one of the primary ways that we learn is by example by watching others people others learn by watching us people are watching us believe it or not people are watching you believe it or not sometimes we like to feel like you know hey nobody's listening to me nobody's watching me nobody's following me but whether you know it or not or like it or not there are people in your life that are watching you and that are following you by your example of how you live we also learn by education and by example now obviously we're here in a college town this is welcome back Sunday classes are starting up on Wednesday so obviously everybody here most everybody here probably if I got it you're either in school or you probably at least have a GED or a high school diploma some you already have a bachelor's a master's a doctorate uh, whatever it may be we do learn by education but also by education and example we need models that inspire us in other words we need to find somebody who is already where we want to be spiritually financially emotionally relationally and find out all about them and how they did it in fact in 1st Thessalonians 1 and 17 Paul says you became imitators of us and of the Lord and so you became a model to all believers, so we find here a biblical pattern, don't we? First, you follow an example, then you become an example to other people. One more time, like it or not, somebody's watching you. How many? How many here? You are. You're above. You're at least a sophomore or above in school, any or our college student. Let me see. You like it or not? You've got freshmen. You've got whoever under you that they're watching you. They're following you. You've got high school students that are watching you and following you. For us old people, there are those of us that are watching us. I've got people. I've got kids now at an older age than I've used to. I know there are people watching me. While I'm watching people that's got kids older than me, it's all going on. We, are, we need models to inspire us, and it's human nature to imitate as an infant you learned by copying and imitating you know as a you know as a teenage boy I could just I can only speak from a male's perspective as a teenage male and then as a college male you watch and you watch you know people and they have these babies and they're like say mama say dada say say all of these words and you know and then you, you're like, oh, God, that's silly. I hope I never become that. And then you have them and you become that. And then you're like, say, Dad, Dad. Come on, say, Dad, Dad. Come on, say, Dad, Dad. And why do we do that? Because that's how babies learn, they imitate. There's a reason. God programmed this stuff into our brains and we begin to do these things why? because babies imitate what they see and so we do these things so that babies can learn to talk you and I we learn to talk no matter what and we've got a lot of variety here in our church and so no matter whether it was English language or some other language we imitated we learned somebody was talking to us and we began to learn and copy and imitate in other words find somebody who is already where you want to be and already seeing results in their lives and figure out what they're doing and then do it i'll just give you a personal illustration since this is kind of a college type sunday i go back to my college days and i knew that the lord had called me to pastor and so i look back i look back on my life at relationships and, and models and i think about pastor mitch maloney who was a pastor at north cleveland church of god when i was at lee university he was a pastor, he was a successful pastor. He he had chil- he had a wife, he had children, all things that I planned to do at, na- at that time I planned to do now I do. And he pastored in a college town, something that I do now. And I looked to him, and I looked to him as as a model, and I looked at his life and what he did. And every opportunity that I could, I tried to get around him. I tried to, he let let me come to staff meetings at the church. Everyone, he was a busy guy. Let me just tell you this, if you find a model, if you find somebody that is worth modeling, most of the time they're going to be a busy person. Most of the time, if there's somebody that you really want to model yourself after, they're going to be a productive person, a busy person, and they probably don't have just a whole lot of spare time. Uh, And so I found myself over my uh, student career, you know, I got to, he'd take me, he'd call me, and this is a long time ago before we were just, just getting cell phones, you know. Most of the time it was by person because everybody didn't have a cell phone. And whether you kids believe it or not, at one time you had to pay by the text message. (laughs) <laughs> some of y'all would be millions of dollars in debt at this point point. And, and so every chance i could i would go out to eat with him and spend time with him because i wanted to watch him and see how he patterned his life you see the benefits of models is that they inspire us they show us it can be done they show us it is possible for you to accomplish the same thing in other words if they did it you can too. Whatever the call God has on your life, if it's to be a teacher, if it's to be a preacher, if it's to be a doctor, if it's to be a nurse, if it's to be an architect, whatever your calling may be, a computer programmer, whatever it may be, find somebody. Find somebody that is successful. Find somebody that you want to be like and, and a model that you can aspire to be and know that if God did it for them, then God can do it for you also because Scripture tells us that God is not a respecter of persons and so if God did it for one he can do it for another who are the people you respect enough spiritually intellectually and relationally to model your life after you need to intentionally develop this kind of relationship and listen no one person is nobody's perfect no one person is going to encompass everything you want to be but you can watch them and see, you know, I, I want this. I want to follow after this. I, I plan, I, the plan, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, Lord willing, uh, in September, I'm going to start a Wednesday night seven-week study on a little book called Called. And anybody that you feel like you have a call. This is for you feel like you've got a call on your life. You think you might have a call on your life. This, we're not licensing you in this. This is, if you're kind of curious and you want to know, it's going to be a seven-week study on a little book called Call. And so I want you to put that in the back of your mind because I know that I am certainly not perfect, but I want to help whoever I can. How do you find a, ma- a model? Well, you got to look for somebody who is already where you want to be. i got to keep moving, number two friend that you need the second friend you need mentors that instruct you book of proverbs chapter 15 and verse 22 says this plans fail for a long time plans fail for lack of counsel but with many advisors they succeed that is not out of a chinese fortune cookie that is out of the book of proverbs that is biblical truth there Plans fail for lack of counsel, but, many, with, but with many advisors they succeed. A mentor is a trusted friend, a counselor, a coach. Mentors are people God uses in your life to bring out the best in you. They are people that will inspire you. They are people that will sometimes push you. Man, y'all are quiet today. I said sometimes a mentor will push you. Sometimes you need somebody in your life. Can I say it like this, 11 o'clock service? Sometimes you need somebody that will give you a swift kick in the rear. Sometimes we need those that will help us, and those, some people want to, I'm not talking about people that want to kick you when you're down. I'm talking about people that want, that just say, hey, you need a little kick in there. I've had to have it before. All of us have had to have it before. Sometimes we need people, mentors, that will give us a swift kick in the rear so that God can bring out the best that he has for you in your life. And most likely, God has already brought somebody into your life whom you can learn from and somebody else who you can teach. You see, many people don't think many people don't think that they know everything, but they think they know enough. You know, there's a lot of people that you know. Everybody's not going to say, "I don't know many. I know a few, <laughs> but I don't know a lot." That's going to say, "You know, I know everything there is to know." Most of the time, people say, "Yeah, I don't know everything, but I do know." A lot of times, if we're not careful we will say, I don't know everything, but I know a good bit, and I'm probably good at this point. And if we ever get to the place where we think we know even enough, even if we say, I don't know everything, but we say, yeah, you know, I know enough. I don't need to learn it. That is a dangerous place to be. We always need to be willing to say, I am willing to hear what somebody has. God has most likely already got somebody in your life that can teach you. You can learn from them. And just like that, somebody whom you can teach. When you stop learning, you stop leading. And every single one of us in some capacity are going to be leaders. Whether you want to or not, whether you realize it or not, in some capacity, you're going to be a leader. At best, you stop leading and you just settle for managing. John Maxwell's Law of the Lid says this, said, Leadership ability is the lid that determines a person's level of effectiveness. I don't think I've ever met a college student before. I don't think I've ever met a person before that was like, you know, you know my, my aim is just to be mediocre. <laughs> Most of the time you come in and you say, i got goals, I've got dreams, I've got visions. Well, in order to do that, you've got to make sure that you are lifting your lid because your leadership ability is the lid that determines your personal effectiveness. So I ask you, think about it. Who is the Paul and who is the Timothy in your life? See, Paul, he was the, he was the older, wiser instructor. He was the mentor. He was the one that mentored Timothy. Who's the one that's mentoring you? Who can you ask? Who, when you need some help, who can you talk to and say, Yeah, I need a little advice here. I need some godly advice. I need you to help me with something here. And who's the Timothy? Who's in your life that's asking you, Hey, what do you think I should do here? Because we have all of those in our life. See, there are people all around you who can be your mentor. Mentors don't have to be good at everything. They just have to be good in the area that you're wanting to learn about. Just because you are smarter than them in one area doesn't mean you can't learn from them in another area. You see, there's things that I know about. and, And one thing that, and all of the different types of leadership things that I've ever been in, you know, they say, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Find somebody that knows more than you. Find somebody that knows more about you in in this area that you want to know about. Just because you know more in one area doesn't mean you don't know more in this. Be willing to say, hey, I want to learn from you. You know a lot more about this than I do. I want to learn from you. And as you begin to mentor others and help them to grow, you'll also grow yourself. Number three, the third friend that you need, you need partners that assist you. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. We're going to read more verses than we did at the beginning. Two are better off than one because together they can work more effectively. If one falls down, the other thing can help him up. But if someone is alone, there is no one to help him. Two men can resist an attack that would defeat one man alone. You see, we all need relationships. You cannot fulfill God's purpose for your life by yourself. We all need the assistance of others. I'm going to say this one more time because it's that. American dream that we have we want to become a self-made man we want to become a self-made woman we want to say that we did it all by yourself but there is not think they did it by yourself but there is not one single person that has lived and had success besides Jesus Christ uh, and he actually had help himself he had 12 disciples and partners that helped him in fulfilling God's purpose for his life as and it could he have done yes he could have done it but he chose as an example to show us that if he needed partners, you need partners. We cannot do it all by ourselves. Amen. Give God praise if you believe it. So God designed the church for this purpose to assist one another, or if you want to put it in more churchy terms, to edify one another. If the Lord allows me, sometime before Christmas, I want to do a series on the gifts of the Spirit. We're a Spirit-filled church. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. and When we read about the gifts of the Spirit in the New Testament, we read that there is the purpose for the gifts of the Spirit is to edify the body of Christ. The gifts of the Spirit are not to try to just lift one person up to make it seem like they're the most spiritual person or they're the most holy person. The gifts of the Spirit in the church are to edify the entire body together. Every picture of the church in Scripture illustrates this truth. We find the illustration that we are a building. We find the illustration that we're a body. We find the illustration that we are a bride. And every part and every person of the church is important. You see, it is important. Every single part. Sometimes people just think that the people up front are are important. They're the only ones important. But that is not true because it does not work without all of us together. We've got to work together. It's important. It's important that somebody unlocks the doors and turns on the lights. It's important. I'm not the most important one. It's important. It's important that Rachel started that timer up there to let me know so I don't preach too long. And you're like, dear God, would he ever shut up? It's important that the praise team got up here, led us into worship. It's important that there's people in the nursery right now keeping kids so mamas can sit in church it's important that there's folks up there in the in the family life center at children's church so the kids can come and they can be able to have a part it is important every piece of the puzzle is important every single one of us the bible says the hand can't say to the foot i don't need you the foot can't say to the hand i don't need you god shows us that we must have one another we need one another You see, we all have different strengths and weaknesses. We all have different gifts and abilities. And when we partner together, we complement and complete one another. You see, when we partner together, we do not compete or criticize. When you value others, you increase your own value to others. I'm going to say that one more time. I want you to hear that. When you value others, you increase your own value to others. And that the reason for that is this. God's economy is different from man's economy. Because God says, give and it shall be given unto you. Man's economy says, get everything you can and keep it all to yourself. But God said, give and then it will be given to you. So in other words, when you value others, you increase your own value to others. I, mean, I think that all of us don't point at anybody... Or shout out any names but all of us can think about a person a person in our life that all they do is they want they want they want they want and sometimes you hate for them to come your way but then we can think about we can think about others that we love around because they do what they give to us They pour into us. And again, I'm not even talking about money-wise. I'm talking about in prayer and encouragement. And you see, when you are that person that gives out, suddenly you become more valuable to others because that's the kind of person I want around me. I want them around me because they are a person who will encourage and edify me. Partnership multiplies our potential and the possibilities in your life and in your ministry. Partnership enables you to meet the challenges of life and ministry with greater strength, tap into more resources, and reap greater victory for the kingdom of God. John Maxwell said that. Biblical advice concerning partnerships. Amos 3 and 3 says this. Don't, how can two walk together unless they are in agreement? So in other words, don't team up with people who do not have the same values as you. Can I talk to you whenever you get out in the, if you're out in the world now, if you're a business person now, if you're a student and you're going to be, whatever it may be, be careful who you team up with, who you partner with. How can two walk together unless they are in agreement? Agreement. And I'll throw this in, I threw it in in the first service, I'll throw it in in this one, it's not in my notes. But that also applies, the Bible tells us, the Scripture tells us, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That goes for your relationships as well. If you're sitting in this building this morning at 1202, then I am pretty sure that you at least have some interest in being a follower of God and being a disciple of Christ and being a Christian. You don't have any business dating or going out with somebody that has no interest in God because they're always going to be pulling you away from the Lord. That one was free. i got to move on. Fourthly and finally, the fourth friends you need, you need friends who support you. Proverbs chapter 7 and verse 17 says this, A true friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in time of need. Here's you some friendship facts. A true friend walks in when others walk out. I've shared this before, so I'm sorry to those that have heard it before, but I know there's some that haven't heard it. A few years back when I first went, I pastored up in Bethalto, Illinois, it was a, it's a pretty big church. It was a prestigious church in our denomination. When I became the pastor of that church, suddenly there were people that had never had any interest in talking to me before that suddenly wanted to talk to me. Can I just tell you, there's going to be some people that walk into your life when you begin to have success. There's going to be some people that suddenly, hey, they want to be your best friend. When God begins to bless you, when God begins to do things in your life, suddenly people that had nothing to do with you, they're going to begin to want to be in your life. That's not friend. A true friend walks in when others walk out. A true friend is one who has been with you in thick and in thin. A true friend is somebody that's with you when times are good, and they are with you when times are bad. When other people see through you, a friend will will see you through. When you make a mistake and others want to rub it in, a true friend rubs it out. Now, I'm not talking about this political, let's sweep it under the rug, hide and stuff kind of thing. I'm talking about a true friend when, yeah, you messed up, you did something, and everybody else just wants to dog you out and talk bad about you. A true friend is one that says, hey, I don't even want to talk about it. That's my friend. You see, you'll never rise above the level of your closest friends. You attract what you are. I know you've heard this many times before, but it still holds true. You can't soar with eagles when you run with turkeys. 1 Corinthians 15 and 33 tells us this. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good manners. It is always easier to pull someone down than to pull someone up. I mentioned this a few weeks ago if you were here. I'm going to mention it again today. How do you bring out the best in people using best as an acronym? First of all, B, you believe in them. E, you encourage them. S, you support them. And T, you Trust them. Real friends always want the best for you. Real friends want you to succeed. Real friends don't dump you and push you down when you begin to succeed. I ask you this question, and I will get deeper into this next week when I talk about toxic friends. Are there some relationships that you need to intentionally discontinue? Are there some relationships that you need to get rid of in your life? You see, friends do not want you to be average. They want you to achieve. A true friend wants to push you up. A true friend doesn't want to keep you down. You see, to be average is to be the worst of the best and the best of the worst. Your peers do not want you to have enough success to intimidate them or enough failure to embarrass them. Long as you sit in that average range, the worst of the best and the best of the worst, they're all right. But your friends want to continue to push you upward. As I was, I told you I've been for several weeks, this has been on my heart, in my spirit, in my mind. This past weekend, was a lot of you know this past weekend was a pretty big weekend for me i dropped off my firstborn child Jaden. going to find my friends on my iphone her dorm is 255 miles away from our house as i've been planning to preach this for several weeks now i knew that you know i was getting everything ready i knew this would be a busy weekend for us traveling and you know, I didn't I didn't have that one thing to just really drive it home at the end. As I was riding home yesterday, suddenly it hit me when I think about how important friends truly are. Because yesterday I rode home with some of my friends, friends that I've had that we went to school together up the road in Houston. We went to Lee together ourselves. We've pastored been in ministry together they've got two kids up at lee now and i realized how important friends are i look at my own life i look at friends that i had when i was in college that pushed me up that encouraged me i look at friends that i've got now To be able to make it. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes it's pretty staggering when I look at how many pastors, like, you look at the statistics, look it up for yourself. How many pastors are just dropping out of ministry every single day? And I think about how in the world am I going to make it? How am I going to do that? And then I come back to it and say, remember, God made us for relationships, God made us to have friends. And once again, no matter what itty bitty bit of success that I may ever have I can't ever say that I got to where I am all by myself That anything worth anything that I've ever done or will ever have I know it's yes of course first of all because of God but in this sermon we're talking about under his plan is the fact that he wants us to be relational and to have friends that I'm thankful for people in my life that have helped me to get where I am. Listen, I'm not the best, I'm not the brightest, I'm not the most successful, but hey, it could be a lot worse. So I'm thankful for the things God has given to me in my life and I'm thankful that I realize that it's only because of others, only because of partnerships and friendships and mentors, God has been able to give me any success in my life. I wanna remind you today, You need friends. You need relationships in your life. College students, high school students, grown-up people, we need friends and relationships in our lives. Stand with me if you will, please. to intentionally develop these four relationships. Models who inspire you. Mentors who instruct you. Partners who assist you. Friends who support you. And I know we're going to get in deeper into this next week but I want to give you this just in case. You have to intentionally discontinue relationships who discourage you. Our altar response twofold today because i want to pray over any of our college students any of our employees or professors that may be here before we get to that i want to pray i want to pray for all of us that god would help us to have the right relationships in our lives if you're here today and you say pastor I want God to help me to have the right relationships in my lives. Would you just lift your hand and just keep it there with me? I'm not going to pull you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. But just keep it up right there because I want to pray with you if you would. Just leave it up. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, your word is clear. Your word is filled with relationships, oh Lord. Your word is filled with people. God, I know you could. But in your divine providence, you chose. You don't just zap stuff from heaven all the time. You choose to work through people you choose to work through relationships and so Lord I pray that you just help us today for every person who's lifted their hand I pray that you'd help us all of us God to have right relationships in our lives oh God help us to have the right people in our lives oh God that will mentor us that will encourage us oh God that will partner with us that will friend, be friends of ours help us oh God to have the right people in our lives and god that we wouldn't just be leeches sucking off of other people but you would help us god as others pour into us that we would then pour into others as well and lord in those friendships that we would pour into each other help us oh god help us oh god to be people relationship people lord god that help others that encourage that edify lord that build up and strengthen other people that we be the kind of people that people want to be around. That we be the kind of people that when we start coming, people aren't like, oh, i got to get out of here. I don't want to be around them. But we be the kind of people, if they see us across the parking lot, they're going to yell at us and run over to us because they want to be around us, Lord. Help us to be that, those kind of people, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And I know I'm going to get into this deeper next week, but Lord. There may be some under the sound of my voice right here and right now that your Holy Spirit has already been dealing with them about some relationships that they, they may need to be discontinued in their life. Relationships that aren't healthy for them. Relationships that are pulling them down and not pushing them up. I pray that you'd help them with those right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, help them, O oh God, to follow your leading. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody said, amen listen before you run off i want to do this before i know classes begin on wednesday we are we're a spirit-filled church we believe in the anointing with oil and laying on of hands so i'm not going to push you i'm not going to scare you or holler at you but i do want if you let me if you want god's blessing on this school year i would like to anoint you with oil and lay hands on you and pray a prayer of blessing on you if you're here and you say, Pastor, I do. I want God to bless me this year. Would you just come and stand up here right now? Would you make your way to the front? Stand shoulder to shoulder. Say, I want, I want you to pray with me. Shoulder to shoulder right here. Come on. The second part is this. If we got any employees or professors that are here. I want you to come stand behind these. Then we're going to we're gonna switch places and we're going to pray for you. We had several in the first service. I don't know if there's any here today. If we've got any empl- employees or professors, the W, Mississippi State, EMCC, wherever it may be, I want you to come and stand behind these right now. And we're going to pray for them and then pray for you. Now I want to ask some of my prayer warriors, if you would, would you come and just begin to gather behind these right now? In Jesus' mighty name, come on, I need my praying folks. Come and stand behind. Find somebody to stand behind right now. Students, I want to ask you, if you will, would you lift both hands, and I'm going to anoint you with oil. I'm going to pray for you. There's going to be people coming behind you. We're going to pray that you would have a great year right now. Come on, lift those hands. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, I pray your anointing. I pray your blessings on each one right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray, God, that your hand would be on them, O Lord. I pray, O God, that you would help them in every relationship that they have, O God. I pray that you would send them good friends, O God. Send mentors into their life, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Send partners into their life in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you'd help them spiritually. God, that this would be a time that they draw closer to you than they ever have before. In Jesus' mighty name name I pray God for their education I pray academically Lord that Lord they would begin to retain knowledge like never before the lectures that they sit through oh God the books that they read oh Lord I pray that they would remember what they you're saying that was being said to them God and Lord they begin to use it God and apply it in the name of Jesus Christ I pray oh God that you would just bless them in everything they set their hands to do oh Lord in Jesus mighty name whatever extracurricular activities they have Lord, I just pray your blessings right now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray that you'd put them with the right friend groups, oh God. I pray that you'd let them know if there's any friendships that they don't need to continue in their lives, God, that they would end those. I pray, oh God, for these young people. I pray, God, that you'd send them the right mate in Jesus' mighty name. It might not be tomorrow, but whenever your timing is, that you would send them the right man or woman for their life in Jesus' mighty name. That you would bless them, O oh God, that your mighty, mighty hand would be on them. I pray for your favor right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that the favor of the Lord would rest heavy on their lives right now in jesus mighty name let this be a year of favor let this be a year of blessing let this be a year oh god the best year that they have ever had god in jesus mighty name let your favor rest on them i pray in jesus mighty mighty name hallelujah now please if you would don't don't leave. I think we've got a couple. If you are an employee or professor of any type at one of our schools, would you just come and stand right here? I want to pray over you now. I want to pray over you. I know we got Brooke. I've already prayed over, over Robin. Now listen, I want you, I encourage you as we as you see one another at school and around, support one another love one another stretch your hands this way father in Jesus mighty name thank you thank you oh Lord for your mighty hand I pray your anointing upon every professor upon every employee God I pray your mighty handle them in the name of Jesus Christ I pray God that you would just use them that you would anoint them help them to be the light in the darkness help them to be the salt of the earth oh God I pray oh Lord for everyone I pray for Dr. Keenum I pray oh God for every person in that school right now In Jesus mighty name That your hand would be on them That you would bless them I pray for a hedge of protection Around all of our campuses Oh Lord That your hand would be on them Let your angels be encamped about them For every coach Lord Every event we disbelieve That your mighty hand Is going to be on them right now In the mighty name of Jesus God we are believing you for an awesome year this year. And we thank you and we give you praise for it in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody in the house said, amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. To find out more about us, follow us on social media at StarkvilleCOG. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at startvillecog.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.